0: Morning. Roll for your life contains strong language and may not be suitable for all listeners.
1: Hello everyone and welcome to Roll for Your Life, a Dungeons and Dragon podcast. My name is Mike, I am the DM, and welcome to a side quest. <laughs> should, I add some, should I add something? Well, I <laughs> was going to say, Editor Johnny, put in a nice little chime, Blade but I think that's draw. fine as it is. Here
0: we go. Just isolate that sound. <laughs>
1: and guys, of course, I am joined by my great, good, true, wonderful, amazing, would never burn a town down to cinders friends, Casey and Johnny. Dude, what you got to get over the town oh, thing, no, man. Yeah, yeah it's know. fine. It's probably been months since that's happened. Sometimes by you now. just
0: want your characters to get kidnapped, but they don't because they con their way out of it. And that happens too. So. And
1: you know, when the dice roll, the dice roll,
0: baby. Dice give it and
1: take and it. And we away.
0: needed a nap.
2: <laughs> Damn straight, dude. What's up, everybody? It's Johnny Goodrich, uh, aka <laughs> Editor John, aka Big Fucking John. What's happening? What's happening in the streets, yo? jiminy crickets
1: <laughs>
0: uh, i'm casey i normally play Amira, but tonight i'm just casey Yeah,
1: yeah. we're missing mal again yes mallory tried <laughs> to sacrifice to the dark lord and she gave a little too much so she is not in the studio tonight but the dark lord should be giving her back to the mortal plane sometime next week so oh, no. we'll see her then next week yeah Who's gonna feed the cat? Uh, I'm in charge. Oh, we'll god. see how it goes. Yeah, see if she survives. If I notice that the food's empty, I'll give her some food. Yeah. It's okay. Big Mona could probably last like a couple months off of her fufa alone. That's that cat's screwed. Her fufa? Isn't that that's what it's called? A fupa. fupa. Oh, fupa. Fupa. Yeah. There's see? there's your fucking trivia of the day, everyone. A cat's fat is called fupa. Mm-hmm. That's what I call mine too. Yeah, like most fupa. people, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Supposed to protect us from predators. Guys, thank you for joining us today. We are not going to be doing an episode, but we are going to be talking some stone cold D&D stuff. Put
0: ye- ye- yeah. sure your
1: glasses on. Put your glasses you know, on, nerds. and Get your dice out cuz we're about to fucking go crazy. <laughs>
0: God
1: damn. Let me get another beer. It yeah, like do it, man.
0: <laughs> this is Shit. my favorite. I love nerding out. Like this is this my is cool. favorite type of like this is my favorite type of content.
2: dropping it down nerd style. Fucking love it. Yeah, man. Get your fucking protractors out, you assholes! (laughs) (laughs) We're
1: doing some math. Dust off your pocket protector, everybody. Please, guys. We want to kind of talk about tonight. One of the biggest questions we get uh, most asked is, you know, how do I start D and D? How do I get into it? What do I do? What do I need? And it's a tough question, and it is a process. But I assure you that once you get past the first couple of hurdles. It is easy breezy cover girl. And you are playing D and D every other Friday with your pals. <laughs> yes. Trying to find a time to that be- works with everyone's schedule. Yes. <laughs> the hardest part of D and D is not the rules. No. It's not getting the material. It is just getting a damn schedule together with adults. I was gonna say if you're if you're our age, it's getting four or five adults getting, together. Yeah, it's
0: getting harder and harder as we get older.
1: If you mm-hmm. are a child listening to this, you have it so good right now, you can right. just you're you, th- <laughs> you think
0: you're busy now with your sports and your homework? No, no,
1: dude, you know how many hours I could have logged playing D&D instead of playing Skyrim? That's what I'm saying. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we kind of want to talk about that. Um, and we've all had kind of different processes about getting introduced to D&D. Um, myself, I wasn't even it wasn't D&D that got me into it. It was a completely different game. So kind of want to talk about that. Give you guys some pointers, advice. And kind of just go from there. And hopefully, this helps you get your running your own campaign, torturing your own friends with <laughs> diabolical ideas, and hopefully screwing over your DM by maybe not burning down a town, but maybe by them not knowing Magic Missile always hits. Or maybe just like burning your DM's like favorite NPC or something. That'd be cool too. That You know what, Johnny? <laughs>
0: I fucking hate
2: We we didn't do that yet. No, yet. I
0: don't want it to ever happen. (laughs) We're going to kill Flip.
1: Oh, yeah. He's going. Well, no. That would be your favorite character.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're going to kill Walter. Okay,
1: that's fine. So I want to kind of start with Jonathan. I want to ask you how did you get into D &D? and once you started playing a little bit what were the first steps that you took to understanding the game more
2: okay fair um i think everybody probably knows that listens to the podcast mike got me into it and we all played one night
1: casey myself you was mallory there yeah it it was at the camper are it you was, sure? Was Mallory ever... was turned into a cricket that night. She was, was the trying to find played? her way home. Um, the or did f- I play before that with Clayton and Roe with the, you? Oh, yes. yeah. Maybe. That was
0: your first. Yeah. The first
1: time you played was with Roe, Clayton.
0: That's where I was
2: getting the two confused because mm-hmm. those were my first two sessions ever. Correct. And Mike really did a good job of like dumbing the game down for us because we didn't have a lot of dice. None of us had ever played. We barely had like a half-ass character sheet. And we kind of put our own characters together and you just kind of let us fly with it. It was very homebrew, very gritty, very just roll a d20 for stuff. No modifiers, nothing of the sort. Um, I think I played like some weird like dude <laughs> that could transform into a bull when he when he like he like twice a day and he would like really fuck people up. It was the most. Up. It was
1: the most homebrewed shit I've ever heard in my life. Johnny asked me this and I was like, "Go for Dude, it."
2: Rose brother costume was leather daddy and he was just like super charismatic. Like talked his way out of everything. More like a whole leather gimp suit. Yep, it was fucking awesome. Um, but after that, uh, we got to playing like us four got to playing more like I don't know on a routine. And I what what I did basically to kind of figure some shit out along with like asking you guys how things worked was listening to a lot of podcasts and listening to a lot of YouTube videos and like going on Reddit and seeing how different points in your point buy system for certain for like your like how do I build a good bard how do I build a good wizard how do I build like a fucking barbarian that rules and then <laughs> that rules <laughs> <laughs> that fucking rages bro and uh, and of course trying to understand the magic users was like. That was the biggest stepping stone for me. Like, how do, how do my spell slots work? That's where I was like. How does this work? Yeah. Like, how do I cast? Like, how do I mark how many spells I have, and how do I, like, x them off when I use them? And that was all. Like, I listened to Nad Pod a lot, which is a stellar freaking D and D podcast. And then I just like watched Dungeon Dudes on YouTube, which is great for building classes too. Mm-hmm. And from there, I kind of like figured some shit out. And then, of course, D&D Beyond really lays it all out for you. So if you're like trying to get into it and you're new, just there's so much content to consume to get you on like the right path. And it's all at the, your fingertips, man. You don't even have to read the freaking book anymore. Like I barely bring that thing out. It's like a it's more um, just like, I don't know. It's just nice to have. Were you yeah.
1: ever overwhelmed at a point to where it almost turned you off? Yeah. Yeah, trying to be trying to build a wizard. I was
2: like, dude, what am I doing? Like, this is so fucked. There's so many spells. I have a spell book. What is this? Like, I have to fucking like get spells ready. Like, which I still forget to do sometimes, and they just roll over to the next session. Most of the time, actually. But um, but yeah, it's like magic users. I think have it's it's like uh, it's kind of like a fighter in their feats or different like abilities that they have. There's just so much shit that the magic users can do. Uh, as far as spell casting and that kind of thing. So it's just something you got to look up. Look at, just look at your character sheet. That's the one thing. And I just literally found something out about my character the other day um, because I'm an arcane... Or not an arcane. What is it called? Where you use mostly fire spells. I forget what the... Pyro? T- no, it's like a...
0: Pyrokinetic. I
2: forget what it is it's a certain class of wizard anyways I have a <laughs> feat that I can use that I've never used where if I'm casting a certain spell that uses fire and it involves a dex save or something like that mm-hmm. as most fire spells do if it's not a range spell sure um you can choose uh, a certain amount of people and they automatically succeed on the dex save so they take half the damage so if i am in a position where i need to cast a cone of fire sure. and my friends are in the way i can just be like all right they just take half damage like they automate and i never use it i always <laughs> forgot i'm always yeah, trying to always
0: b- like you're trying to get in front of us i'm trying to position
2: myself to like not fuck my friends mm-hmm. so like you know what i mean but that's it's just one thing you just read your goddamn character sheet <laughs> because there's so much shit on there sometimes especially when it's like traits and feats and all that different shit so yeah that's just like a hot tip i guess I like, yeah,
1: no pun intended. Hey, Casey? artificer, that's what it is. I think artificer. Or, no, never mind. That's a <laughs> class. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You're good.
0: Uh, my first time uh, getting into D and D was we were all at the camper, the four of us, um, and Mike said, "Hey, I've got some dice. We're gonna play." And Mal I and I, them. yeah, <laughs> Mal and I were definitely apprehensive. Um, and then we got into it. Um, I played a druid very poorly. Nice. Um, but
1: You didn't play them poorly. You just rolled very poorly. Yeah, really
0: on par for Casey. Roll, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rolled what on did, par. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed in 12 years. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've always been interested in fantasy and storytelling. I've been writing novels and stories since for as long as I can remember. So once we kind of really explored the D&D world... I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is an excuse for me to continue to write and then have deadlines to actually write stuff, um, and put stuff together, um, and being able to play with my friends, which is really fun." Um, the pandemic was a big, uh, played a big component for me, uh, of really diving into the books and diving into the rules, and um, especially because that was when I first started DMing. We were all stuck in our houses. Um, We have friends that live in New Orleans and we said, this is a way for us to get together every week and play. Uh, We just finished that campaign, what, like six months ago or so, about a year? Yeah. Yeah. And so it it took us a while to get through it, but- I found my dad. You found your dad, and he was horrible. He there. was horrible. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that was, like great. Did I you great.
1: to like, kill your dad? Uh, no, but I told him to be kinder to people. I thought <laughs> we ended up sacrificing him. No, we didn't. He 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 <laughs> went to town. He went back to his home. I was like, stay to there, town. dad. <laughs> 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 you stay
2: in town, dad. Be good. We didn't sacrifice my dad.
1: How dare you? That was my dad. <laughs> Who did we
0: sacrificed. Oh, oh, it was the like the missing prince that we ended that you guys ended up sacrificing. Yeah, yeah. We're God. like, this God.
1: guy's got to go. He's not that important. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because he was a cult leader. Yeah, um, that did. that Jeez. was this <laughs> a great story. I had a lot of fun writing that my one. God, um, I think that was. I don't think I've ever ever come to a point where I've been turned off by it. If anything, my interest has just grown. I've spent so much money on books and dice, <laughs> and, especially dice. Yeah, <laughs> especially dice. No, but like I have like I have like four or five books hard copy and even more digitally because I do most stuff of my stuff digitally. So um, I have a lot of that on there on my iPad and I really am in the process of starting a club at my school. Like, so it's, it's something that I think is fantastic. And like I said, in our last side quest episode, the real world sucks. So <laughs> it's yeah, an excuse <laughs> to, to get, get together with your friends or make new friends. Like that's, what's really cool about the D and D community is, i've never met anybody especially being a female in uh the D &D community world i've never really there's trolls on the internet that are going to be everywhere but in person i've never met anybody that has been like oh like but do you know this like trying to (laughs) gatekeep it Mm. um they're always just like that's really cool like what type what type do you play do you play homebrew what are you playing like Mm. things like that um it's a very welcoming community, I think. And we're really lucky that we have a, a game shop right here in town. And that's super fun to go and talk to the guys there. Um, but yeah, I think it's a great community to get involved into the the role-playing, the tabletop role-playing game.
1: And you're in, you're a very unique perspective, too, because you're a writer and you also are a DM. Mm-hmm. So And you also homebrew. So what are some differences that you've noticed between writing just not just but like writing a story or a short story versus writing an adventure.
0: So that was definitely a that was a that was a learning curve for me cuz like I said I've been writing stories for as long as I can remember. Um wrote a play several years ago things like that and getting used to your players fucking shit up. Mm. That was probably the biggest learning curve of, cause like I had these certain plot points that I wanted to hit and there would be times that I could, I would be able to divert it back to that plot point. But there were some times that I was like, nope, that plot point is just out the window and I've got to try something else. Um, because when it comes down to it, as a DM, like you're there for your players. Like mm-hmm. you are there, you want your players to be having a good time, but you also as the DM should be having fun as well. And that was a fun challenge for me to say like, this is where I wanted to go with it. And oh shit, it's not going that way <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, so it's definitely a fun writing challenge yeah. and I teach English too. So like it's, i just am just, surrounded by content all the time. Um, but... I love
2: it. Yeah. Can I ask both of you guys this as DMs too with some experience? Was there ever a time that you couldn't really wrap up your campaign or one shot or whatever game with like a nice shiny bow and it really like troubled you? Like it really threw you off like big time?
0: My first campaign, because it was my first one, I definitely did not end it. I, I don't think it ended as well as I would have liked to, but just like with every story that I start I had already started planning the next campaign nice so I was like I wanted to wrap that one up quickly and mm-hmm. now looking back I'm like I should have there should have been more it happened very abruptly and I think there was things that I would have wanted to explore a little bit more with my characters especially cuz I don't think my players were quite ready to let go of those characters yet right um so I think that was premature as well um but was that not, was
2: was that more of like uh, your characters like ending things quicker like getting through the campaign quicker than you thought? Getting through the campaign okay. quicker
0: than I thought. It 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 wrapped up very quickly. Okay. Like it was that was very, very, very fast, gotcha. I thought. Um but again, that was the first time I ever can I ever ran a campaign. And it was just it was yeah, different. You, it's trial and error. Right. You
2: can't expect too much like from yourself if you're DMing the first well, time. Well, and I saw
0: this meme once that said like if your players are coming back every week. Like, you're doing a good job. Because I DM every single time, no matter what, no matter how many times you DM, you're going to walk away from that session and have things that you're like, I could have done this. I should have done this. This should have gone this way. Right. But your players walk away from the table and 99.9% of the time, they're like, oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Oh, yeah, for sure. So that's, I think, a creative brain that's always thinking that things can be better. But that's my thing is uh, endings are hard. Hey, it's right. hard, especially They're when hard you're not in control of the ending, too. Yes, when you're not in control, <laughs> it's very hard.
1: What about you, Mike? I think, and this is important for anybody who wants to start D&D, I think the most important thing between a player and a dungeon master is always having an open discussion, saying, are we still having fun? And that doesn't need to be mm-hmm. after every session. Mm-hmm. It can be after a couple of times, and it can even be a private conversation. It can be like, are you, are you enjoying how your character is how progressing right now? Uh, do you, what don't you like? What are you liking? And having that open communication, I think, is important. Because I think no matter how a player or a DM is playing the game, the goal is to, for everybody to have fun. Right. And I think there are times where people cannot have fun and everybody else is. So I think having that communication with each other, are you having fun? Is this fun? What can I do? And that doesn't necessarily have to always be a dungeon master. That can be a player too. Mm -hmm. The game is not one side versus the other, even though typically the DM is controlling all the evil people. (laughs) You are all working together to build a story. You are all equally as important. There is no person over another. And like the same thing, you cannot have one without the other. Um, So I disagree with Casey in the sense to where I liked how the campaign wrapped up. It wrapped up where it should have. I know you said you would have wanted it to be longer, and that's fine. But I think sometimes when the characters accomplish what they set out to do, I felt like it was a satisfying ending. We did what we did. Found my dad. <laughs> he was an asshole. He was an asshole. He and I, an went asshole. To, I went on to. I went on to like uh, run a church. You did? Oh yeah, <laughs> really. And the fun thing about D D is that if you and the players agree, that's always something you can revisit. Something oh, is never yeah. gone and done forever. If you want it to be, that's fine. But if it's something you want to revisit in the future, or maybe your character shows up in a different campaign. It's always a conversation to have between the DM and the player. Now, every single night we conclude Roll for Your Life, I always, immediately when we leave, Mallory drives home because I'm always so filled with anxiety. I'm always second-guessing really? my choices. Yes, damn dude. And I'm always like, that. man, I should have done this, 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 and this. And when I listen back to the episodes, I'm like, it's not as bad as I was perceiving in my mind. It never
2: is. Uh, it's funny how that works with recording anything, honestly.
1: Mm -hmm. It's always just stressful because I want it to be not the best story in the world, but I want it to be the best for you guys to have fun. And that to me is the most important thing with Dungeons and Dragons is having fun. For sure.
0: And that's what we agreed on at the very beginning before we even started the podcast. We were Mm -hmm. like, even if nobody listens to this, the whole point is for us to have fun. That was our, that's our goal. That's our mission statement. That was, it, it was a, an excuse to get together to, mm-hmm. for Dungeons and Dragons and put it out there for people to listen to if they wanted to. And you guys came and yeah. you guys are like the best fans ever. Pretty awesome. So, all two like, of you. <laughs> yeah. <the> a <laughs> whole 20 people hanging out listening <laughs> to this.
2: No, but it was, yeah, it was like, we might as well do, because we were playing D&D and like we had all the gear and stuff. I was like, we might as well do a freaking podcast
1: because it. <clears throat> it's fun. It is fun. It it's is fun. It's a good fun. time. So there are two different ways to run a campaign. There's more, but the two main ones are... <laughs> just two. <laughs> <laughs> just only two. Homebrew and modules, which if you guys are not familiar with the terms, homebrew is essentially the story is created by the dungeon master. There are no like set guidelines. You are writing the story yourself. A module are pre-written books or shorts that you can purchase or find on the internet sometimes that guide you through a story to allow your players to play. And you as the DM to kind of take a step back and focus more so on like characters, their traits, and kind of flex your creativity in different ways and not so much focus on how the story is going
0: a really good example of that is we're currently playing it has been a while but we're currently playing curse of strad which is a module Mm -hmm. um that mike is running for us separately just for fun uh with some other friends and we've (laughs) <laughs> we fought the actual cannibal child above. Well, oh, yeah, that is, dude, that, that is, is not that is not in the module for of Strife*. That oh, is true. But alert. Mike, <laughs> but Mike put that in there because we were it was a traveling episode, and it was like okay, like and he was like, oh yeah. By the way, you hear something running through the woods. <laughs> That's wood.
2: hilarious. I forgot. I completely forgot about that. Oh, I do that. not. It
0: is a core memory in he my like brain. Came
2: back to life, too,
0: didn't he? Yeah, he, kept like that, him, just he came like that. Yeah. Just yeah. like the song, man. <laughs> That's why I keep forgetting.
3: So it was. It's
0: so Mike definitely put his his spin on that, but he was able to do a lot with that with that villain because everything else was already created for him in mm. the module. So he was able to have a little bit more fun with the yeah. With you the can creatures. put your own spin
1: on it, right? It's an example of making a little bit of your own homebrew in the module because not the module, just like the rules, are like a guideline to mm-hmm. how to play. You yourself, though, you as a DM, you create whatever situations you want as long as they align with you and your players having fun. Right. And I was just looking up like some of the weirdest modules that you can buy.
2: I didn't find any of the ones, but I did see one, uh, and I had one of my friends uh, mention it to me. There's a SpongeBob SquarePants. It's not a module, but <laughs> it's like a it's like a D wiki page <laughs> kind of where it like throws down all this crazy
0: shit yes. for SpongeBob
2: for like the U- for, like the realm of spongebob SquarePants. so you get like so you get the- to
0: hang out in bikini bottom uh, yeah
2: the possibilities are endless like how funny would it be like larry the lobster barbarian
0: oh there's even like a Ri- there's even like R- a rick and morty like mm-hmm. spin off exactly. of that and there's there's stranger things there's a stranger things one that's yeah. out there too so
2: yep yeah the rick and morty might got me that one for a christmas gift i think and i read through it and it was like it was some of them are very cut and dry and I think that one was kind of cut and dry like to the point where like you could not fuck with it like it was a dungeon crawl Oh, like you go onto one room here's something here's your foe here's how you have to like you have to use certain cunning or certain strength or kill it or whatever Mm -hmm. but yeah there's all sorts of we never
1: played that it's in my we can we can (laughs) fucking play it I don't care hard enough
0: time getting together to play this campaign and it's been months since we played Strahd
1: yeah Would you guys suggest, as someone who wants to be a new dungeon master, who is trying it out, would you suggest them going to homebrews or modules to begin with? Because Johnny has DM'd before. Yeah, I did one. No, twice. Twice? Yeah. Yes. You did it once privately online with me and a couple of our friends. Oh, yeah. And then you did it on the show. Yeah, yeah. I forgot Mm -hmm. about
2: that. Yeah, I would do homebrew. I just like to create... I just like to have... I'm a control freak with that kind of shit, so I would just be like... No, Editor yeah. Johnny's a control <laughs> freak. Who would like have thought? Oh, I'd have those spikes right there, man. Those look at them. Spikes. Don't look at oh, them. Oh, yeah. It's not for <laughs> Sorry, you. man. I like to... Yeah, I would like to, like, be in control of what's going on, and I like to have... I like to have a lot of fun and, like, my priority is to try to make people just like the goofiest shit happen mm. <laughs> that's what i like when is to it christmas yeah exactly no one knows dude there's every a, day is christmas in your heart living christmas tree as a bouncer um <laughs> no I, that's what i like to like just do stupid shit like that and it's just like little funny things and like write a little bit up and have like draw your town map up and like have, that's kind of it's kind of part of it it's mm-hmm. fun sure
0: i think it depends on your creativity level like yeah. if you I mean, Johnny and I are both, what is it, right-brained? That where you're really, or is it left-brained? you
1: no, right. Your right brain is creativity. Yeah, yeah, so
0: Johnny and I are both very right-brained, and Mallory is as well, whereas Mike is a little bit more left-brained, but he does a great job with the creativeness as well. Yeah. Um, um, I'm straightening we'll my glasses we'll for you listeners. But <laughs> I, think, I think if you are, I think homebrew is easier because there's less to prepare, I guess. Like there's less studying. Yeah. I guess is better. Um, but if you are a, a strictly left brain person where you want a step-by-step instruction on how to do this, especially if you're nervous for your first time, I think a module might be your best bet. Um, do
2: you kind of have to be more in tune with the rules then too, right?
0: You do have to be a little bit more in tune with the rules, but most of the time, most modules have those kind of built in as footnotes. Oh, that's nice. So that's kind of helpful. Um, at least some of the smaller modules that I've read. I haven't read any big ones like right. like Strahd or anything like that. But some of the smaller modules like um The Lost Minds of uh Palindor, that one has like little footnotes in it and things like that. Um so I think it's just up to you on how creative you want to be and how strict you wanna be with your players on what you want to do. So I guess it's like a wishy washy mm-hmm. answer. Sure. But but it really depends on where you're, what you're looking for.
2: Do you have to, so I've never really fucked around with the modules. Do you
1: read through the whole thing before you play them usually? You can.
0: You can. Yeah. I
1: haven't read through all of Strahd. Okay. And I've been playing Strahd. But How <laughs> far it, ahead do you read So then? modules, the way they work, the beginning of the book gives you like a precursor to everything, like footnotes. It's like here's Strahd. This is what he does. This <laughs> is what a he wants. <laughs> yeah. he wants to suck your blood. And then when you get into the book, chapter one's like, oh, you're starting town or the map, and it's like this is where your characters can go. And chapter two's like, this is Luggin Torn, the town where all the bulls are <laughs> and the drunks. And it goes through. It goes through like each chapter, different locations, important locations, and tells you the NPCs, what events happen, and you know what your characters can experience. I disagree with you, Johnny, in which I think homebrews are much more intimidating for a person who is new. Mm. But I agree in the sense of if you want to have your own settings, rules, and stuff, homebrew is the way to go. Yeah. Personally, in my opinion, if you are a new DM and you're just getting into it, I would suggest doing modules. And there is a really good one, which is the Dragons and Dungeons starter set. That comes with like a very small module. It's very simple. It's very to the point. And I think it's easy for new people to grasp. When you get to the big books,
0: the honkers,
1: the big dogs, the big dogs, those are a bit more intimidating because it gives you a lot of information, but never feel like you need to use all that information. Use it as precursors. Curse Strad is considered by the community one of the best modules Ever. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I personally, and I'm experienced in a sense, I find it challenging as a DM to kind of get through it because there is a lot and there's a lot of lore. I'm currently reading The Wild Beyond the Witch Light. It's a newer module that dropped last year. Well, depending that, when you listen the, to this. Is that
0: the carnival? It is, is the, carnival the carnival one. one.
1: And it's a lot more simplified. I think if you are a new DM, I would definitely look at the starter set and or the Wild Beyond the Witchlight. That is a good module for I think beginners and beginner players too. Because say,
0: Icewind Dale is pretty good too.
1: I saw that one. Then that one's like a year old? Right? Yeah, that one's mm-hmm. that one's
0: relatively newer too. It's so cold though. It is. I've heard so it's cold. very survival based. It is. Yeah, you uh, do have to do a little bit more with exhaustion and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
1: And you can find a lot of homebrew modules online. Sometimes they sell for a small price. Other times they have snippets of it so you can look at it and you're like, oh, I, I want to run this. I want to play this. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you can do online, which is really great.
0: And there's lots of different genres that you can play, too. Like mm-hmm. there's uh, there's like horror tends to be a pretty big common one that mm. I see all the time on there. There's there's one specific website for like three bucks you can get all these different modules that are like horror based which is perfect in time for spooky that's awesome
2: i love the obscure ones though like the like weird steampunk shit Mm -hmm. or like where they do like a throwback to like video game stuff like a donkey kong or a (laughs) or or a spongebob like i said (laughs) like like how crazy Uh, yeah you know
0: I i guess it just it just depends on what you and your table want to do You have to make that decision and you have to and a good place to start that is at a session zero, Mm -hmm. which uh, for those of you who don't know, session zero is what you get. You get your entire table together um, and you just kind of run through what the baseline think like the back of a book, like here's what the story is going to be. Um, so they can base their characters on that accordingly. You can introduce characters at that point if you wanted to. You can also, um, this is also a great time to go through, like, a checklist of, like, what things your players and your DM are cool with, like, for trigger warning kind of deal. Like, mm-hmm. okay, are you okay with torture <laughs> and, like... Murder and you know, like you out. know, curse
1: words, yeah, curse, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: cursing like that's a big thing. Yeah, Some people don't like cursing at their table,
2: sometimes it throws people right. We fucking yeah. Love it. We, oh, we, <laughs> I can't get enough
1: of God almighty, that's <sighs> why we got
0: that little E next yeah, to our, yeah, thing. damn
2: right. Explicit, baby. <laughs> oh, I thought that meant for everyone, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you know. Like,
0: I mean, I know a lot of people have like you know, absolutely no like. any mention at all of sexual assault or anything Mm -hmm. in their campaigns. Um, Right. so, So things like that, those are things that you want to kind of run through your players and decide, you know, and you know what are your character's pronouns and things like that mm. just kind of how
2: much gold are we starting with that seems <laughs> to be something that always forgets to be like hey yeah. should we do this on d d Beyond or mm-hmm. are you assigning us like should we roll for it that's mm-hmm. a it's a big deal yeah. you need some fucking money in your in your pouch yeah
0: so the session 0 is probably going to be your best bet to start with it's it's a little less in it's a little it's a little more informal where you just kind of break everything down and then that gives the dm a good place to start and keeps those guidelines throughout and sometimes it's good like throughout the campaign if you're running a full campaign to kind of have a revisit like hey everything Mm. that we've done so far are we still cool with it is there anything that we did before that you weren't okay with is there anything that you want to take back and say okay i think the way the story's going i think torture is gonna happen like because (laughs) whatever um so it's it's one of those things that you and your players need to decide in order to make sure like we said everybody at your table is having fun. That's mm-hmm. a
2: great idea to revisit session 0. I never thought of that, but mm-hmm. that is a good 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 move especially if you're playing with um, maybe some newer folks or people you're not as familiar with. Just a yeah, check in. Just check in. And
0: and it makes it makes for a safe place to ask questions mm-hmm. and you know where sometimes people might feel hesitant to ask questions at the table because yeah. that's considered like, as, as table talk. Yeah,
2: like, hey, I know you gave me inspiration like 20 sessions ago. I never knew what to do with it. Like, I still right. have it. Tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Guess that just means you have advantage on something. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it, like stuff like that. Exactly. It's a good move.
1: And talk to your players and talk to your dungeon masters about character backstory. Ask how much you can or cannot reveal, how quickly you want to reveal it. You know, your players spend a lot of time on their characters. They're making these backstories and they're taking time and consideration for it. So, you know, if you're like within the first couple of sessions and you're like, "Yeah, Johnny's character is actually a bully walk. <laughs> like, what <the> fuck? <laughs> He's just been dressing up as a wizard I was, this whole time. I was a badass wizard yeah. my something that uh-huh. I like to do as a DM, it's you drop little hints that your player might know and understand, mm-hmm. but the other characters have no idea and right. Sometimes that can be hard, and you know, talk to your char- your players about it. And your players are in control of their own backstories. If they want to reveal that who they are quickly, that's fine. It is up to them. That is their call. I think that is something that does need to be separated between DM and player. Player controls their characters. You control everything else, so I mean, right. really, mm-hmm. it's their one thing. Like, give them a little something. Yeah, but it's important to talk to them about, you know, how do you want to reveal this? You mm-hmm. know, say if um, Poppy had a secret puppy that she lost as a child. Like, <laughs> do do you mention this quickly That'd be or so awesome? <laughs> what if that was ver- that's canon? That's canon. <laughs> she never
2: mentioned it because she was so heartbroken about losing her puppy. Right. That's it's why like, she left the cave. <laughs> she <laughs> oh, she's looking, looking for the puppy No.
1: And, you know, talk about, like, how much can I play with your background? Because sometimes your players, you know, will give you just a little bit, and that's fine. Mm. Say, hey, can I, like, kind of mess with—or not mess, but play with who your parents are? Or do you just want your parents to be John and Tony who run the bakery downtown? Right. And that's fine. But make sure you are setting these expectations because there's nothing worse, in my opinion, to having this like secret as a character and then that just to be told
2: right just kind of not it doesn't bu- there's no build up to it correct
0: right because it's, especially if you're doing a homebrew like it is it's a story being told and you never i mean just same thing with tv shows or books or movies mm-hmm. or things like that you don't want things to be revealed too, too early it's yeah. gonna spoil the whole thing yeah
2: you don't want to pop the cherry man it's like there's something that <laughs> you gotta build up to that spot <laughs> you can't just like fucking easy breeze through it 45 minutes right yeah <laughs> at least <laughs> uh, 45 minutes oh i remember that yeah jesus <laughs> I don't-
1: uh, no yeah. and I think it's
2: important like Mike was saying to talk to your DM like I've called him a lot and be like, hey listen, this is what I'm thinking for for Rivik like mm-hmm. I don't know like what like with his backstory and things like that like maybe he was related to or maybe he had like ties with this group that you know might be gone and down for the count for now but like, they might be around but who knows I don't know like shit like that yeah and he's like cool man we can play some.
1: we can play with something like that There, are rivik has added to his backstory since we've begun yeah and so has Amira. actually you've given me more details yeah, as, since more we details. started and that's that is preferable honestly because that gives you as the dm more to go off of and more to build that world world as well yeah and i
2: also i think like 10 or no not 10 maybe five or between 5 or 10, I called Mike and I was like, hey, man, I want a familiar. Between 5 or 10? Between 5 and 10, episodes 5 and 10.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Between
2: episodes 5 and 10, I was like, hey, I'm going to learn Conjure or find Familiar. Mm-hmm. And he's like, all right. And I was like, I'm thinking about an owl that has like a cool, br- like think like Batman's, uh, like, uh, what, what's what Alfred? Alfred. Alfred. I was like, think Alfred, but like owl form. <laughs> and he's like, all right. <laughs> uh, I was like, that's what I'm thinking right now. And he's like, okay, we could f- can fuck around with that, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Blink's the third. Now Blink's the fourth. Yeah, the- <laughs> well, for, at this point, for <laughs> who knows when yeah, this is coming out.
1: Yeah. Um, what would you guys say, because there are a lot of books, a lot of material for people to buy, a lot of dice. What would you guys say would be necessity 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 necessary items for people to start with
0: nothing everything's everything um you can create a character on dnd beyond for free you so. need
2: wi-fi pretty much and like in yeah. like a tablet or phone or a computer
0: even dice like you can just go into google and type D dice and there's digital dice that are there and there's digital dice on D beyond too
2: which i kind of despise
0: Oh, I do, as as the resident dice goblin, I fucking hate yeah, it. I don't like
1: when I yeah, that. The- we fucking stand uh, for physical uh, dice uh, only. Yeah. D- down with digital dice. I'm with you. Hashtag dude. DDD. I mean,
0: I have a I have a digital dice on my on my Apple Watch. Too. Fucking burn it. <laughs> I do I like wait, it. Just
2: watch and throw it in the lake. I do like <laughs> it though. No, I don't like when when big podcasts. D podcast roll digitally i'm like dude what are you
0: doing it is nice it, it's aesthetically pleasing to hear that the clickety clack yeah i heard that i saw this <laughs> i saw this thing one time that said that if you were the kid that bought rocks like at like gift shops like souvenir gift shops they always had like those little bags oh, yeah of yeah it's like you now are the dice goblin and yeah. i was like
2: or like the magnets. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the magnets. It's like you're the dice goblin.
0: Yep. I need the, I need the shiny, clickety KG's. bags. Casey <laughs> likes it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, I have a whole friggin' like th- things like the size of a shoebox full yeah. of them. <laughs> the <laughs> magnets no the my dice. Oh, dice i thought you
1: just had a bunch of fucking magnets yeah. i'm never, like you only need two i'm never just got ruining everybody's
0: pacemakers like that's <laughs> oh what my i'm doing God. <laughs>
2: she never got over the phase of collecting magnets
1: she's <laughs> fucking hanging all of her art around the fridge <laughs> she just keeps making art for her oh, magnets no. it's not for art it's not even good um I would say, mo- like they said, everything is mostly online. I would say if you are looking for any kind of physical book, the one that I would recommend is the player's guide. Yeah. I think that has, that has all the rules. It has how to create a character. Um, and you know what? Go out to a local game shop. Buy the player's uh, guide because it helps support the small businesses in your town. And you will use that. Yeah, it, I am still using that, and I have played countless games, and My spine I'm still it, learning.
0: Sp- stuff. I was gonna say the spine to mine is shot to hell. Like yeah. it's just like it is. Just, it just falls open at this point. Mm-hmm. Mine's it's pretty
2: <laughs> Johnny's never opened. it. I've opened it a couple times to read like classes and stuff, but it is nice to have a physical copy. Yeah, of I was going say mine's yes. tabbed
0: to hell. I've is got it? everything tabbed and.
2: Mine would be I like highlight in mine if they ever become collectible mine would be like the one you thought <laughs> <laughs> it would get like the most money because oh my gosh. there's hardly any like boy t-
1: oh I have uh, tabs in mine yeah, so I it is too. just like like yeah. stuffed with tabs mm-hmm. but I would say if you guys are interested in purchasing any of the material um, that would be I think the first thing you would need uh, there they have like the core three which is the players guide the DM guide. And the monster manual. Yeah, the monster manual is neat to have, especially as a DM. But I will say that most of monster stats are available online. So if you kind of look around, usually what I will do, for example, we're in the mines right now. Don't know where that it lays in the episode that this is going to drop. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But I uh-huh. I, I googled monster D and D five E mines. Wow. Mm. And you look oh, and see like, like what behind of, yeah. yeah, and they have the stat blocks for you. They have everything yeah. online. Again, if you D&D want...
0: D&D Wiki is a lifesaver as a freaking... <laughs> I thought going
1: to say, it's a slut. No, <laughs> I'm, say, I'm a little slut for, for D&D, D&D
0: Wiki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, so true. <laughs> a lot of it's online. If you want the book, that's great. I think it's cool to have physical copies and people like physical copies of that. Mm-hmm. But as, same thing for the DM guide. I think that is important. If you are wanting to be a forever DM, I do think that is a book to consider yeah but absolutely I, mm-hmm. oh yeah 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 what's
0: the
2: one site it's not um it, you, people used to put it on uh, like you could make your own it was like a personalized account myspace no kind of like top that. five no it, it what the hell was it it was a t- tumblr Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Dude, yeah. there people. There, I found so much shit yeah, for the Christmas there is one a lot shot. Yeah, on Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Dude, personalized like homebrew, like San- Saint Nicholas and like these weird elves and like <laughs> the Jack in the Box monster was like on a <laughs> Tumblr account somewhere. So Google was uh, yeah for sure, like, life saver.
1: Yeah, like. It was wild. Reddit's also a good one to go on. Yeah. You know, you type in like Halloween one shots or stuff and people people deliver, you know? Yeah. Always support those who are putting out content though, you know? If they're putting something out and they're saying, you know, tip are accepted or wanted make sure to do that people work a long time on these things
0: or credit even just even sometimes just credit is Mm -hmm. a big deal like if you do it with your friends say like hey i found this on this Mm. website from this guy and i'm super grateful for that
2: maybe like go follow him give him yeah give him a a follow or
0: even like just shoot him a message and say Mm. hey we used this and it was great thank you so much for giving it to us it's Mm. it's it's a big deal
1: give them a strong high five if you ever see them iRL handshake or a high five And what's even better is if you guys are lucky enough to live around places that have um, board games, board shops, board game shops. Yeah, board game shops. I'm sorry. I fucking spaced for a second. (laughs) Most of the time they will have events where Mm -hmm. they will have, you know, one shots going on or running campaign. Check them out. Like Casey said, the community is very open and we all need more people playing. And DMing, because hopefully playing leads to DMs, yeah, that, because DMs is, a hot, is usually, a hot fucking ticket. It usually does, right? Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Usually
2: people are like, I could well, put a fun spin on this. This like, is a good question. What do you guys prefer?
0: I was just going to ask you the same thing.
2: What do you mean, DMing or playing? Yeah. DMing or playing? I do more playing. Um, I don't know. DMing is a lot more. You need a lot more time to actually create and kind of organize and get things in like together mm-hmm. when you're playing you kind of just get your character together and maybe think of a couple cool things that you could do at least that's just what i do a couple cool <laughs> things that my character might be able to do just like, like this huh, my guy's gonna vape and I'm like, like ride I'm gonna like fucking take a couple cool ass photos on scritter <laughs> but no just like a couple of cool di- like uh yeah some dynamic stuff like that or uh, yeah but i think dming is more satisfying like at the end of the session Like I just made this whole world and now I had my friends. i like had a good night because of it or like you hope that they
1: have a good (laughs) night because of it. We still never know when Christmas actually came. (laughs) It's fine. It it, it never came. It might've been. It's Narnia actually. Exactly. It's not even.
2: Yeah. But yeah, that's what I think. I think it's more satisfying or more like, um, it's like you've achieved or accomplished something when you DM and people are like having a good time and laughing. That's what I, that's what I think. But if you're having, if you're also having a good time playing, If you have like a really fun time playing, sometimes that can top it, you know? Yeah. Which I've had, definitely. Yeah, a time or two. <laughs> a at time least, or two, yeah, just yeah. like once. It's yeah. nice to it's Compl- nice to compliment your DMs sometimes too, guys. Don't give them too big of a head. <laughs> no. Every once in a <laughs> while. Like, I fucking was, compliment them all was, the time. That was fun.
1: Like, I mean, good job.
0: we usually, I would say, uh, let's see, we're 49, at this present time at recording, we're 49 episodes in. I'd say 45 of the episodes we always end afterwards and we're like, Mike, that was such a fun episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it could have been 47.
0: <laughs> well, you did, kill, <laughs> you did kill me at the end of one yeah, episode. So. That was
1: pretty cool you rolled a one and if we're going by one D, oh, you failed no. yeah. oh, no. <laughs> you failed she just what diced. about you, Mike? No what, do you what do you prefer i prefer dming yeah i i find it more satisfying like johnny said um i do love playing i just don't think i've played enough actually to get a better scope of it i've always been more of the dm and i enjoy building a story it's kind of fun to flex your creative muscles But, I mean, there are times in your campaign where playing has been emotionally satisfying. I know our good friend Carissa plays D&D with us. And her character in our first campaign we played, very closed off, you know. It was hard to get her to, you know talk about emotions and stuff not not Carissa her character mm-hmm. and I remember towards the end I gifted her a boomerang) <laughs> Because Jesus. because her character would always throw stuff and oh. she missed constantly. Yeah, she That's did. pretty good. So she'd always have to go retrieve it. So we were in this oh Elven God. town. I was like, "Yo, you got a fucking boomerang I can scoop up?" <laughs> and I gave it to her, and her character hugged mine.
2: Oh man,
1: I know. And I was like, "Wow, what a breakthrough! You made a breakthrough,
2: yeah? A <laughs> yeah." Little character development. I was
1: like, "This is one like that to me. As silly as it sounds, that I gifted a player a boomerang and they hugged my character." <laughs> I was like. This is great. Like this is D&D, <laughs> all made right? Weak. It did, it did. I was like this is I don't know, the de- the development when you're a player, it's more personal. As a DM you see it and you're like a proud parent, but I think as a player you're in it. You're living that moment, mm-hmm. which is really cool, especially when you have good friends, good players that want to do that with you opposed to just or maybe doing their own thing
2: or maybe even like a new player that might take you by surprise if you include them on something sure and they're like all of a sudden they're like dancing on a bar like right, entertaining they really get and into the role it's playing it's like whoa aspect. that's i didn't see that coming yeah that's yeah. kind of fun too to see definitely I'm like, hell yeah casey uh,
0: <laughs> i okay so in my job i'm the ringleader all the time so i love playing because it gives me a chance to kind of sit in the background a little bit and not be the runner of the show um Especially because we play on Friday nights where I've just like been on oh, God. for five days. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, I just get to sit back and <laughs> wait to a rain. I get to <laughs> wreak havoc. It's great. Yeah. I, don't get me wrong. I love, love, love DMing. I love, we're running a campaign right now. or I'm running a campaign right now where all, all of my players are freshmen in college, freshmen in Magic College. Hell yeah. It's hilarious. Um, and it's hoot, a, hoot. so oh, much fun. God. Hoot, hoot. Um, and it's so much fun. And like I said uh, in a previous episode, like it gives me chance to, like you said, stretch my creative muscles and give me deadlines like, oh, like we're playing mm. on Sunday. I gotta get this shit written down. right and So um I like that a lot, but I love, I don't know if it's I've never I've played several characters and I've never loved a character as much as Amira. So I don't know if that's a part of it. That's a problem. (laughs) I know. I'm just going to take it
2: away from you. No, I'm just kidding. That's cool. Hey, but this time she could be dead. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) I. I would be,
0: I just, I just, I love her so much. Like I feel like she's now become a part of me now that we're 49 episodes in. And so, yeah, I don't know. And even my character for Strahd, like I really like her t-
1: Oh yeah, dude. I, I, I
0: Our wish we are could for play Strahd. more.
1: Fun. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: She's a whore. Yeah,
1: she is. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's great. No, she's a sex worker. How That's dare right. you?
3: Yeah. No, she
0: doesn't get paid for
3: it. No, she's just oh, a good old- she's a whore.
2: She's, she's, a whore. A whore. <laughs> she's a good old fashioned whore is what she is.
1: <laughs> well, guys, I think we're coming up to the end of the episode. Um, I wanna end it with just one piece of advice you guys would give to new players of D D.
2: Oh, yeah. I've got something. Um, Don't take it too... don't take that. That's <laughs> the advice. <laughs> that's from Johnny. You have Mike, to learn alien a- advice from uh, Mike Tyson <laughs> yeah. Yeah. over there. <laughs> uh, don't take it too seriously yes. and don't be afraid to role play in front of your friends. They're not going to judge you. I promise. Be silly. Be fun. Have have a good time. That's what it comes down to.
0: That was three pieces of advice. Sorry. So I think we're done now. Just taking everybody, is uh, right. everybody <laughs> natural 20 <20s laughs> <is funs. laughs> Casey? I mean, I, it, the same thing. Like, definitely don't take it too seriously. Um, I have zero bad background in improv um and feel pretty confident every time i walk or i step at the table here it's it's definitely something that's super fun to step out of your own shoes and not like you said not take yourself so seriously um and and, and don't be a dick yeah don't be a dick at your table
1: hashtag dbd yeah don't be a dick. dbad like
0: don't infringe on somebody else's backstory time don't like be a bitch about rules and yeah just have fun because yeah. i've definitely experienced some people yeah before. don't
2: don't be a table hog
0: yes don't be a table hog don't be like oh. i'm gonna do that
2: every time someone does something cool and i'm gonna do this too and be like <laughs> all right slow down right
0: yeah not cool mm-hmm. don't do that
1: i would say if you guys are starting simplify the rules you know Be familiar with them, but maybe just roll D20s. That's fine. You don't need to do all the dice stuff. And if it's a brand new group, when we played the first time, I had everybody just have a D20, and whatever they wanted to do, it was just a straight D20. They'd add their modifiers with whatever they were doing, and that was it. Mm-hmm. you yeah, know you
2: brought giant st20s too they're I like from the teacher store yeah, <laughs> you know i wanted you guys to see it the size of the end of our microphones like yeah. these
1: massive things but don't feel like you need to go in it as professionals you know find out what you are comfortable with do that and then you can build from there no it's one's gonna so be much
0: trial and error yeah
1: yeah absolutely no one's gonna be matt mercer the first time they sit down and start making these sound effects just have fun you know have a start uh point a point b finish that and go from there because once you get that first session down, everything else is milk and cookies.
0: And if you're a DM and you're like, I don't know that many voices, YouTube is great. Oh, like, just yeah. look up. You're like, man, I really want this person to have a Scottish accent. And you're like, I can't do a Scottish accent. Go to YouTube and type in, like, Scottish people speaking and then just try to mimic it. For it's, sure. And even it's, if it's
1: bad, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah. if yeah.
0: it's bad, it makes it even yeah. better. Hell
1: yeah. Put some flair on that. Yeah. No yeah. matter what. Put a little stank on it. And make it's- sure you know that magic missile hits no matter what. Like yeah. when you're starting out, make oh, sure. God, because if the- you don't, people are just going to shit on you for the rest of your life. They're going to roast you in the comments. Gosh darn it. Absolutely. <laughs> Guys, we hope this helped a little bit or at least uh, gave you some entertainment. Um, I would like to shout out my very first dungeon master that I ever had was Joe. Um, We didn't even play Dungeons and Dragons. We played Numenera, which is a different role-playing game. What is
2: that? You mentioned it earlier, too. It's
1: kind of like a uh, a sci-fi adventure, really, but it's role-playing. It's a bit more, I would argue the rules are a bit simpler. Really? Um, It was a very fun game I played in college. That got me kind of rolling, and then I started, you know, what Johnny said, watching YouTube Mm -hmm. and listening to other things and that got me into D&D and shout out to Mike who he provided me a bunch of the material. And that's another thing. If you guys have stuff share, share with people, you know. Mm-hmm. Share the players guide and people get interested then they want to, you know, buy their own stuff or play the game with you. So, shout out to Mike because he shared a bunch of stuff with me. We played he helped me understand D&D 5e more. He ran a session for us and it was a lot of fun. I remember that. Oh yeah. yeah. Mhm. That was the first time I ever cheated a boss. <laughs> I felt so bad because he had such a huge Dude. boss planned. And I was like, well, I'm just going to kick that guy in the hole. Yeah, you can, like, and fuck I the succeeded. whole thing up. <laughs> I great. cannot believe that. that was- <laughs> but it was wonderful. So shout out to him, too, because, you know, without Joe and Mike, I we wouldn't be sitting here, probably, because I would never have gotten into it. Right. So Yeah, crazy how that works, man. It is. But I think that's an episode. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. If you're listening on Spotify, give us a review. If you're listening on podcast app on your phone, give us a review. Five stars. (laughs) Five star. We appreciate it. Five thumbs up. Guys, you can find us on all of our social media, Roll for Your Life, Roll for Pod, all that good stuff. Um, Casey, where can they find you?
0: Uh, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok uh, at Casey Muren, K A Y S E E M E R U N.
1: Watch
2: Mike scary to find his wife's socials. Ah, uh, you Shut can find me at Johnny.Goodrich oh on Instagram. You, yeah, go ahead, Casey. You can
0: also find Mallory at Mal Swish on Instagram and nowhere else.
2: Or underneath the soggiest napkin that you forgot to pick up in the trash.
0: Nice! <laughs> yes! She's going to so <laughs> love that so much. She's going to love that so much. She's going to be mad at you. <laughs> she is. What's <laughs> fucking new?
1: <That's>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh j- at Johnny At johnny.girish on Instagram,
1: uh, The Blossoming Weave on TikTok, and Mike and I's uh, other podcasts, CyberSynic Podcast, baby. Hell yeah. And you can find me at makeout underscore Mike on Twitter and on Instagram. And I... You can find me on TikTok. And if you can't, well, you lost then. <laughs> Damn. It's a game.
0: Oh, man. Okay. It's like a scavenger hunt. Yeah.
1: And you know what? Check out our friends at Dread and Breakfast because that is another very good way to get into role playing because they don't play with dice, they play with. Uh, a device that is le- legally distinguished from Jenga, I believe is their pronunciation, but instead of rolling dice, they take out the little not Jenga parts, and that is how they play their role-playing. That is if they succeed or if they die. Very fun. So that is a different way, again, to play role-playing. That is just an infinite possibilities of getting into the genre. Yeah, and
0: if you ever see like TTRPG, that's what that means, tabletop role-playing game.
2: Yeah. Dude, doing that, it's either a nat 20 or fucking nat 1. Well. If you think about it. <laughs>
1: Well,
0: <laughs> once you get further in, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, that, I mean, arguably when the story gets to the climax, that the more um, risk is involved. That's so true, yeah, yeah. It is a very creative and. I go for that bottom middle piece every you time. You would be the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, may your 20s come naturally and may ones plague your enemies.
3: Say a quick prayer to your dice You might make it out alive. life Roll for your life Roll for strength From a wizard's book, tap dance with the barn. Hey, look, there's a fighter deep inside her. Watch your back on the road for spiders. Roll for your life. Grab a drink at a tavern near. Catch word that there's dragons here causing havoc to this planet. On your great sword Use your magic Roll for your life You can feel it deep inside Say a quick prayer to your dice You might make it out alive Roll for your life Roll for strength Roll for insight rolling low and rolling high Who knows if we'll be alright Roll for your life, roll for your life.